Shalom to all. Today's daf is Shalom Daf Gimel. We are starting at the top line by the two dots. And the Gemara says, quoting from the Mishnah, on the 15th of Adar, the Bezin sends out Shluchim in order to fix up all the roads of Esar in the streets, as Mikvah Samayim and all the Mikvahs, in order to fix them up from any damage that might have happened during the winter, any mud that might have accumulated, and they do anything that the Rabbim needs. Now, what does that mean, anything the Rabbim needs? So the Gemara now quotes a Mishnah from Mayad Katan. These are the needs of the Rabbim. They judge monetary cases and capital cases and something that might require makais. And they redeem all these different things. There's different vows that one might have made that requires him to give a certain amount of money to the Beis HaMikdash. So that was redeemed on the 15th of Adar. And they give a saita to drink. A woman suspected of adultery is given the May saita to drink in order to determine whether or not she actually sinned. And they burn the paraduma. The ashes of the paraduma were used to be matired to Rufa, And they chop the neck of the Agla Rufa when an unidentified body is found in between two cities. The one closer is held responsible, and as part of their atonement, the elders take a calf and chop it on the back of its neck. The writes an Evid Ivri, and they make a hole in Evid Ivri's ear. We know that a Jewish slave that doesn't want to go free gets his ear pierced. And they help the Metzairah become tar. And they remove the lock from the water. And they don't put it back. In order to have sufficient water for the summer, they had large water reservoirs that got filled during the winter. And in order to prevent people from using them, they kept them under lock and key. Other time ready marks the end of the rainy season, so they would open the locks and not put them back until the winter. So these are all considered Sarcher Rabim. Taman Taninun over there we learned Mashkin Besashlachin, they would water fields on Khalamaid that needed to be watered, Kvars, and they would also remark the graves. Again, we had said that they would mark the graves, they would put white sid plaster on it so that people can know where these graves were. And now the Gemara asks, like Fartsinu may other, didn't they already fix them up other time? As we said in our Mishnah, the fifteenth of Adar, they would go and be Mitsai in the Kvaris. They would mark the graves. So why is it they had to do it again during Cholamayid Pesach? So the Gemara says, Vitipater, we can answer this, Shiyard Shetav Shal Geshamim Veshatvu, the giant deluge of rain came in between the 15th of Adar and Cholamayid Pesach, washed away the marking of the caver, so therefore they would mark it again on Cholamayid Pesach. And the Gemara continues talking about this Mishnah in Mayid Katan, Vietzin Afal Kalayim, they would also go out during Cholamayid in regards to Kalayim, looking for Kalayim in people's fields. The Gemara asks, Loik Far Yatsume Adar, didn't they already go out Adar time, as we said in our Mishnah? The Gemara says, we can answer this. The year was late, and nothing that grew was recognizable yet. It didn't grow enough. We couldn't see whether or not there was kilaim in the fields, so that's why they had to go out again at a later date during Chalamayit to see whether or not there was kilaim in the fields. And now we talk about Siyun HaKvarim. The Gemara asked me, how do we know they were supposed to mark graves? Rabbi Rechia and Rabbi Yaakov Barbas Yaakov, B'Shem Rab Chonyo de Bras Chavrin. They said this in the name of Rab Chonyo of Bras Chavrin, and Rabbi Yaisa Amrila, he said it in the name of Rabbi Yaakov. Bar Acha B'Shem Rav Chonyo De Bras Chavron and Rav Chizkiyah and Rav Uziel Bered Rav Chonyo De Beis Chavron B'Shem Rav Chonyo De Beis Chavron So everyone over here said this halach in the name of Rav Chonyo De Bas Chavron It says in the Pasuk in regards to Mitzayra V'Tamei Tamei Yikra and he, the Mitzayra himself shall call out that he is Tamei K'day Shetehea Toma Kairu L'cha B'Fiyah so that the Toma should call out to you with its mouth by Maris L'cha and it tells you Prash, separate yourself the same way that a Mitzayra walks around saying that he is Tamei in order that people shouldn't come near him and touch him so that they shouldn't become Tame, so too we have to mark the graves to make sure that people don't become Tame. They're going to be Matame themselves, perhaps some Truma that's with them, and that's going to be a problem. That's why we want to be Matsai in the Kvarim. And we have another source for this. Rabbi Ila B'Shem Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachman, he tells us the Pasuk says, and the passers by will pass through the land, and 
them and they're going to see the bone of a man, ubana etzlite siyun, and they're going to make it siyun, a marking near it. What do we darshan from this pasuk? Etzem, a bone. Mikanshim etzayin alatomis. We see that we're going to make a marking even near a bone that doesn't have any flesh on it. Adam, what do we learn from there? Mikanshim etzayin alhashed v'agugalos. We learn that we're going to make a marking near the spine and the head of a person. Ubana, what do we learn from there? Mikanshim etzayin algabe evan kavua. That we're only going to make a marking on a stone which is embedded in the ground. Because im oimer at algabe evan telusha. If you're going to say that we should make a marking on a stone which is detached from the ground, afi ha'lechas u'metamim makam acher. It's going to go and move and be metamim something in a different place because if we mark a stone that's not attached to the ground it might get kicked by someone it's going to roll to a different place and then someone at a later date is going to walk over that stone think that he was Matama himself and any truma with him and he's going to end up burning that truma and it's not really Tame because it's not really a grave over there the grave is really where the stone originally was that's why we only mark a stone which is embedded in the ground and is not going to move at Sloy, what do we learn from there? Next to it, Lamakam Tara. We only make a marking next to a grave and not on top of a grave. And we're going to learn about this in a minute. Tzion, what do we learn from there? Mikhan Tzion, we see that we're supposed to mark a grave to show where a grave is. And now we have a Brisa. Umatza Evan Achaz Mitsuyanis. Let's say a person finds one stone which is marked. It's a random stone that's marked. Even though we don't leave it like that, if someone is mahal over that stone, he's Tame. I say, there was a dead person underneath that stone. Even though we just said previously that when we make a marking next to a grave, it's next to the grave and not on top of it. If we find a random marked stone, we're going to say that that stone is directly on top of the grave. Therefore, if you're mile over it, you're going to be tame. Hayushtayim, let's say there's two stones near each other. Hamal aleim tar. Some that's mile on top of these stones is tar. Ube nehem tame. However, in between these stones is tame because we assume that the mace is in between these stones. Im time. However, if there's a plowed area in between these two stones, obviously there's no body there. Harahan kiachidias. Then it's like these are two separate graves, in between them is tar, on top of them is tameh, around them is tahar also. And more about marking graves, Tani, we have a b'raisa, we don't make a marking near flesh without bones. Perhaps it's going to decompose, and then it's not going to be there anymore. And if there's a marking there, someone's going to pass by, he's going to think that he became tameh, and really he's not tameh because there's no flesh there anymore. Therefore, no making any markings so as not to make people think that they're tameh needlessly. However, Rabbi Yostabar Shunei asked in front of it's not going to turn out that you're matame someone lemafreya, which means if you don't make a marking over there, someone's going to pass by and he's going to become tame because the flesh is still there. It hasn't decomposed yet, and he's really tame, but he doesn't know he's tame because there's no marking there. So you're going to run into an issue. So Amrulei Rabmana responded, It's better if there's a kilkul just for this time being until the flesh decomposes, and there isn't this kilkul forever. In the time it takes for it to decompose, you're right someone might become Tame and not realize that he's Tame. However, if you make a marking over here, then forever and ever, people are going to think that they're going to be Tame, and that's a bigger problem than momentarily, until the flesh decomposes, a person's going to think he's Tame. And now we're going to be talking about Kilayim. The Mishnah tells us, I'm Rabbi Yehuda, Barishayna originally, Hayu Aikrin Umashlich Lefneim, the Shluchei Bezin would go into a field, they would uproot the Kilayim that was there, and they would throw it in front of the person, they would just leave it in the field. Mishrabu Avyaveir once Avyaveir increased, and these people were planting Kilayim on purpose so that the Shluchei Bezin could come and uproot it for them, so Shluchei Bezin would just take it and throw it in the road so they couldn't benefit and have their animals eat it. But Afal Piken, even so, they were still happy, because they still got a free field weeding, and they were happy about that too. So therefore, that the entire 
field is going to be Hefker until it's weeded and until all the climb's taken out, which means that if someone else who wasn't the owner of this field came and took out the climb, now the field belonged to him and not the original owner of the field. And that was a great encouragement to the owner of the field not to plant climb, and if he did, to uproot it really quickly. Another thing more asked on this concept that we just mentioned, Minayin Shafker Bezin Hefker, how do we know that Hefker Bezin is Hefker, that Bezin has the power to make something Hefker? The Chesavit says in the Pasuk, and this is talking about when Ezra was bringing up everyone from Galus Bavel, he was bringing them back into Yushalayim in order to rebuild the second base of Mekdash. Sadly, many Jewish men had married non-Jewish women, and he wanted them to leave them in Bavel, not bring them up to Eretz Yisrael. So what did he say? Anyone that doesn't come within three days, like the Sarm and the Zkenim said, all of his property is going to be confiscated, and he's going to be separated from the Kahal, from the congregation that's coming up from Gullus. So we see that Bezin has the ability to make something Hefker, because it says over here that all of his property is going to be confiscated. But now the market is asking me, how do we know that when Bezin makes something Hefker, it has a Petur from Maestras? Now, we know that when something's Hefker, it's Pater from Meiser. However, the question over here is, when Bezdin makes something Hefker, is that also Pater from Meiser? The reason for this would be because when something's Pater from Meiser, the Levim lose out. So perhaps when Bezdin makes something Hefker, they only do that to penalize the person, but not to penalize the Levim. So the Gemara brings an answer. Rabbi Yenison Bridge, Rabbi Yitzchak, Bar Acha Shama Laman Hadah, he learns from this Brisa. It tells us as follows In Ma'avanis Hashana, we do not extend the year, we don't make a leap year, we don't add an extra other. not on Shemitah itself, and not on Maitzish. And However, if the Chachamim did make Shemitah year a leap year, so it is Mubaris, it is a valid leap year. And if this extra month that's being added on, like Pater Yumaisus, isn't it also Pater for Meiser? If the extra Adar doesn't have the same din as the rest of Shemitah, that all produce is Pater for Meiser, then how could we say it's an extra month? It has to have the same din as the rest of the year. We see that when Bezin makes something Hefker, because by declaring this month still Shemitah, they in essence are being Mafker anything that grows then, so it's also Pater for Meiser. We see Hefker Bezin Hefker is also Pater from Meiser. So now, before the Gemara asks on Rabbi Yechonon's proof, it's just going to analyze this Brisa to try to understand this. I understand that we're not going to extend Shemitah itself. That's because we don't want to extend a year that we're not able to plow or plant or do any work with the ground. People aren't going to have any food to eat. So, therefore, we wouldn't extend the Shemitah year. But why would we not extend the year after Shemitah? What's wrong with that? We're allowed to plow and plant in it. So, Amrav Bun, he explains, We don't want to extend the Israel. We know that no new grain that grew is allowed to be eaten until the carbon aimer is brought. And the carbon aimer is brought in Nissan. And if we're going to extend the year, that means there's an extra month before Nissan. So even though we were allowed to plow and plant in the year after Shemitah, we're not going to be able to benefit from that until the carbon aimer is brought. Therefore, no extending the year after Shemitah either. And now on this halacha that we just mentioned, Reb Zeir, B'Shem Reb Lazar, he tells us, Hadada'at Amar, this that you said, that we're not allowed to extend the Shemitah year, that's Ad Shaloi Hit that's only before Rebbe permitted to bring vegetables, grains, greens, different things, import them from Chutz La'aretz and Teretz Yisrael. Once Rebbe permitted importing grains and green and different things from Chutz La'aretz and Teretz Yisrael, he shviyas, he shall Shemitah and the rest of the years of the cycle are all the same thing and we're able to extend any year, even the Shemitah year. Originally, there was an issue to import produce from Chutz La'aretz Teretz Yisrael because the earth of Chutz La'aretz is Tame and they were afraid that some of the produce is going to come with dirt on it, and that would be matame produce here in Eretz Yisrael. Therefore, in Shemitah years, when they had to rely completely on Eretz Yisrael produce, they weren't allowed to extend the year. But after the import ban was lifted, then produce was just imported, allowing any year to be extended, including the Shemitah year. And we explain the second part of the Brayasa Amr Abmana. He says, Hadada at Amr, that which you said, that the year after Shemitah is not allowed to be extended, that's Barishayna, originally Shahayu Hashanim Ketiknon, 
where the years were all in order and we knew when the new crop was going to grow. It was for sure going to be ready by Nissan time and therefore we are not allowed to extend it because people are going to have to wait an extra month to eat the new crop. But nowadays, anyway, the years aren't normal and the crop grows at totally different times and most probably is not going to be ready Nissan time anyway. The year after Shemitah and all the other years of the seven-year cycle, they're all the same exact thing and we can even extend the year after Shemitah because anyway the crop's not going to be ready so people aren't really going to be waiting extra anyway because they can't eat the new crop. And a practical thing that actually was Paskin based off of this, Tani Shalbeis Ramagam Leo, the house of Ramagam Leo, Ibrua, they extended the year but Maitzi Shviyas Miyad, immediately after Shviyas, meaning immediately the year after Shviyas, that's Rosh Hashanah, right away they extended it saying that there was going to be another month, there was going to be two others, again because the years weren't Ketiknan, so anyway they weren't causing any issues for the new crop. Now we go back to talking about Hefker Bezin. Hefker, Rabbi Yenison had brought a proof from the fact that Bezin is able to extend the Shemitah year, that it must be that Hefker Bezin Hefker also means that this produce is going to be potter for Meiser. The Gemara asks on that, Amr Ba'avun, Inman Adah, if it's from that, Lesat Shamimina Klum, you don't learn anything from there. Why is that? We have a Pasuk that tells us as follows, Shemar's Chedesh Aviv, guard the month of Aviv, which is talking about the spring, talking about Chedesh Nisan. What do we learn from here? Shemreyu Shiyave Bechidushai. We should guard it to make sure that it comes with its renewal. The word Aviv means ripening. Chaydash means renewal, which means we should guard the renewal of the month of Nisan so that it can come with the ripening of the new crop. How do we do that? That's done by extending the previous year. We add on an extra month. Therefore, when Nisan comes, the crop is going to be fully ripened. Now that means that really when the year is extended, it's Da'iraisa because we have a Pasuk of Shemar's Chaydash Aviv. Midra abundance not to be done during Shemitah out of concern that there's going to be a food shortage. But bottom line is, if the Chachamim did extend Shemitah year, it's Midra'iraisa. So we can't learn Hefker Bezdin Hefker creates a Pturin Meiser because this isn't Hefker Bezdin. It's Midra'iraisa. The Gemara says, you're right. So So where did it say this? Where does it say Hefker Bezdin Hefker is Pater from Meiser? The Gemara tells us we have a Mishnah. Now this Mishnah talks about the mitzvah of Leket, which is when a person is harvesting their field and some stalks of grain fall on the floor. Those must be left for the Aniyam. Since those are Hefker, then they're Pater from Meiser. And the Mishnah tells us, Gadish, we have a pile, Shaloyluka Tachtav. The Leket wasn't taken out from underneath it. This person decided to use this area of his field to store all of his grain. However, he didn't allow the Aniyam to go take the Leket from there before he started piling all of his grain there. Kol Hanoigas Ba'aretz. Any grain that's touching the floor, Harehin Shalanim, that belongs to the Aniyam. The Bezdin says, since we don't know which stalks over here are Leket and which are actually the owner of the field, we're going to be Mafgir everything that's touching the ground. And since they're going to be Mafgir it, that means it's going to be Pater from Meiser. We see that Hefker Bezdin Hefker creates a Pater in Meiser. But for Amr Avami, Gimel Amr Bezdin on top, Hashem Rav Lakesh, he says the name of Rish Lakesh, the Beishamahi, this is really only according to Beishamahi, Dike Beis Hill, because if this was according to Beis Hill, Aniyim Ma'asrim Ba'achlim, the Aniyim, they would first have to take off Meiser and only then they could eat this grain. Why is that? Beishamahi says that Hefker for one specific group of people is considered a valid hefker. Over here, the Chacham are saying, this grain, which is really not leket, because really it belongs to the Baal Bias, Bezin is being mafkirit only for the Aniyim and not for other people. So according to Beishami, that's fine. We can make something hefker for a specific group of people, and then it's going to be potter for Meiser. But according to Beis Hill, you can't make something hefker only for Aniyim or only for Ashirim. And since Bezin is making this hefker only for the Aniyim, it's not really hefker enough that it's going to be potter for Meiser. So in this case, according to Beis Hillel, the Aniyim would have to take off Meiser. So we don't have a raya, according to Beis Hill, that hefker Bezin hefker creates a pator in Meiser. So for Amalir Beis, Beis said to him, Shamanu Shupatari Meiser de Rakhil. We heard 
heard that everyone says that it's Pater from Meiser. Why is that Mishum Kinasa? Bezdin Kinasa's him since he didn't allow the Anim to take their leket and then he put his pile of grain there. They make it a full-fledged Hefker. It's not just a partial Hefker. And therefore we see that Hefker Bezdin Hefker creates a Pater in Meiser. And the mission continues. We go back to talking about Shkalim. Bechamisha also on the 15th of it, meeting on the 15th of Adar. Shulchanus Hayyashim Medina. Money changers would sit in the Medina, which means either in Yerushalayim or in different cities throughout Eretz Yisrael. That's because there were so many people coming from many different areas within Eretz Yisrael and out of Eretz Yisrael, and they're bringing different currencies, so it had to be changed by money changers so that they could give their half shekel. So they had these money changers sitting all over the place. B'chav hey, on the 25th of Adar, Yashua Mikdash, they sat in the base of Mikdash. That's because they want to encourage everyone and remind them that they only have a couple more days to give their shkalim, and then the Truma is going to be taken off on the 1st of Nisan. And the Mishnah tells us, Mishyashua Mikdash, for when they sat in the base of Mikdash, Hizchil Lamashkin, they started taking a mashkin, meaning whoever didn't bring their shkalim, Shluchim of Bezin would go into their house and take a collateral, forcing them to give the machzah shekel. As Mima Mashkinin, who they take this mashkin from? Leviim, the Yisraelim, the Gerim, and Avadim Shukram, freed slaves. Avaloi Nashim, not from women, but Avadim, and regular slaves, Ukhtanim and Kitanim. We don't take from them because they don't have a chiv to give the machzah shekel. And Vachal Katan Sheshul of Lishkal Yadai, any Katan who his father started giving the machzah shekel for him, it was a nice minig, he decided to start giving for his son. Shuv Ene Paisek, the father is not allowed to stop, he has to continue giving for his son. However, the Mishnah says, we're not going to take a mashkin from Kaihanim if they don't give their machzah shekel, because if Darke Shalom wouldn't want to create any issues, wouldn't want to create fights, so therefore we're not going to take a mashkin from the Kaihanim if they don't give their machzah shekel. Am Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda tells us, Heid ben Bukhri biyavne. Ben Bukhri gave testimony in Yavne, call Kayin Shekel, any Kayin that gives the machzah shekel, he's not a sinner. Amr Lai Rabbi Yechem and Zakai, Rabbi Yechem and Zakai told him, like he, that's not so, any kind that doesn't give the machzah shekel, he is a sinner, because really he has to give midaraisa. And the kahanim darshan the following pasuk for themselves, and based off of their drasha, they decide many a time not to give the machzah shekel, but really they have a chiv too. What's the drasha? It says in the pasuk, any mincha that a kahanim's going to bring has to be completely burned, it's not allowed to be eaten. So what's their drasha? Since the Aymer and the Shtay Alechem, which is brought in Shvuas, and the Lechem upon him, which is every single week, that's really ours, and we are supposed to eat it. How could it be eaten? If we're going to give money, if we're going to give Machzah Shekel, and this is really a communal carbon, but we're going to be eating it, that means that we have a part in this carbon. That means that we're eating our own Mincha, but we're not allowed to eat it. So therefore, we're not supposed to give Machzah Shekel. That's the drush they make for themselves, says Rabbi Yechon and Zakai, and that's why they don't give Machzah Shekel, but really they have a Chiyav too. So we have this Machlekes between Ben Bukhri and Rabbi Yechon and Zakai, whether or not Koyhanim have a chiv to give machzah shekel or not. And the Mishnah said, We're not going to take a collateral from Ketanim in order to force them to give the machzah shekel, says the Gemara. However, we will demand it from them. We will ask them to give it. We're not going to force it, but we're going to demand it. Hadad Tamer, but this was stated, this is similar to Bamed Mamurim in the Bavli, Hadad Tamer, this was stated, Cyrus. that's only if this Katan brought to Cyrus, meaning he's not really a Katan, really he's 13 years old. But if he didn't bring to Cyrus, he's not 13, so then he's not in this, he's not included in this rule, he doesn't have to give it all, and we're not even going to demand of him. And And in order to take a collateral, he has to be 20 years old. So there's three stages. If he's 20, we're going to take a collateral from him, and we're going to force him to give machzah shekel. In between 13 and 20, we're not going to force him, but we're going to encourage him and demand it from him. And on 
under 13 years old if he hasn't brushed day sires, so then we're not going to even demand it from him because he has no chiyav whatsoever. And the Gemara continues, Cheni Masnisa, the Brisa taught as follows. This is similar to the word Tani. The word Cheni over here is like Tani. The Brisa teaches, We're not going to take a mashkin from Kehanim, because it's not Kavadik. Our Mishnah said, However, this Brisa is more Mestaber, it's We know that we have a chiyav to treat Kehanim with an extra level of respect. And it's not respectful to go into the Kehanim's house and to take something forcibly from him. So therefore, we're not going to take a mashkin from them if they don't give their machzah shekel. And the Mishnah said, Amr Rabbi Yehuda hid ben Bukhri, there was this machlekes between ben Bukhri and Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai, whether or not the Kayanim had a chiyuv to give the machzah shekel. Amr Rabbi Yechon, he tells us, time is Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai. What's Rabbi Yechon ben Zakkai's reasoning that the Kayanim are chayiv to give machzah shekel? It says in the Pasuk, Zayitnu, this shall be given. And the word Zay is Gematria 12. His drasha is, Yud Bez Shvatim Yitnu, the 12 Shvatim have to give, including Kayanim. And Rabbi Tavi Bishem Rabbi Nuna, he says the following, Ken Mishivin Chacham Rabbi Yehuda, this is what the Chacham would tell Rabbi Yehuda to show that he is wrong. A chatas that's brought by a yachid, by an individual, if it's not able to be brought for some reason, it has to be left to die. Ain't chatas tzibur mesa. However, chatas being brought by the tzibur, if for whatever reason it can't be brought, it's not left to die. We send it out to pasture, get some mum, and then we sell it and we buy a different carbon with it. And by that same token, minchas hayachid crave a kolol, a mincha that's brought by a kaihain, he's bringing it just by himself with his own personal money, it's completely burned and it's not eaten. Ve'en minchas hatzibur crave a kolol, and a mincha that's brought by the tzibur is not completely burned. So what do we learn from here? What's their question? They're asking on Rabbi Huda Lashitasai. According to you, Rabbi Huda, that the Kaihanim don't have to give the Machzah Shekel. How can you let the Kaihanim give it all and say that they're not Chaita if they gave? Since these Menachais, the Shtehalechem and the Aymer, as was mentioned in the Mishnah, are eaten, if the Kayan gave the Machzah Shekel, then he has part in this Mincha, and a Kayan's Mincha isn't allowed to be eaten, so he is sinning by eating it. How could you say he's not sinning by eating it? It must be that you're wrong. It must be that the Kaihanim do have a Chiv to give, and we're going to explain this in a moment in the Gemara. So so before Rabbi Huda responds to this question on him, the Gemara just asks on the logic of this questioning. How can we ask a question on a person based off of something that he doesn't agree with in the first place anyway? Did not we have a Mishnah? The Chachamim, the Tanakama says that a Chatas Sibor is not going to die. If we can't bring this Chatas that's meant to be brought for the Sibor, so it's not going to die, we're going to send it out to pasture to get a mum. Rabbi Huda, Aymer Thomas. Rabbi Huda says that it will die. So the whole question was based off of the fact that a Chatas Sibor will not die, but according to Rabbi Huda, he says that a chata sibur will die. So how could we ask a question on Rabbi Huda based off of something that he doesn't agree with? But anyway, Rabbi Huda answers this question on him, and he answers as follows: Rabbi Huda would tell us, "Zu nidvas This is not a nidava of a private person. This is not an individual nidava talking about machza shekel. Meaning, usually when an individual makes a donation, it remains his. However, the machza shekel becomes communal. Now, since according to Rabbi Huda, the kain doesn't have to give it. If he does, it's only half hearted he isn't fully magnet to the tzibor, and therefore we say that he shouldn't give machzah shekel. However, if he does, he isn't a sinner because bottom line, it's communal money, and therefore when he's eating this mincha, this mincha is really a communal mincha, and it's not his personal mincha. And that's what Rabbi Huda says. If he wants to give the machzah shekel, he's not a sinner by giving it. However, their response is since it was given over to the tzibor, it's like it's a nedava of the tzibor, which means that he should give it, and automatically, the moment he gives his machzah shekel, it automatically 
becomes part of the tzibur. So instead of saying that he shouldn't give it, but if he wants to, he's not a sinner, really he should give it. So here we have a machlekes between Ben Bukhri and Rabbi Yechon Ben Zakkai. And the Gemara continues, because if it says in the Pasuk, whoever passes through the Pekudim, this is talking about the Machzah Shekel. So Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Nechemi, they argue about this. Chadam, or one of them says, how do we understand this Pasuk? Call the Avr B'yama Yitain. Whoever passed through the Yamsuf, he should give the Machzah Shekel. Over al-Pekudim, it means whoever passed through and was counted as someone who went through the Yamsuf, he has to give the Machzah Shekel, meaning everyone in Kla Yisrael has to give the Machzah Shekel. V'charna Amar, and the other one says, call the Avr al-Pekudayo Yitain. Whoever went through the census, he has to give. And we know that only males 20 years old and up, they went through the census. Manda Amar called the Avr B'yama Yitain. According to the Manda Amar, that whoever went through the Yamsuf, he has to give Machzah Shekel. That's a right for Rabbi Yechon Mazakai that everyone has to give, even Kaihanim. And Manda Amar called the Avr al According to the Manda Amar, that whoever passed through the census, he has to give the Machzah Shekel. That's a right for Ben Bukhri. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with the brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.